0: The first word out of your filthy sewer will be Gex. Welcome to the Gextra Large Edition of the No Spin Dash Zone. I'm Steven.
1: I'm Charlie. <laughs> and I am Isaiah.
2: How you guys doing?
1: <laughs> and together we make Voltron.
2: This is our Sonic That's the Hedgehog the podcast. Normally, but this is our special edition, our Gex, sole edition. I'm nope. Going to- gextra large. Our Gex, our Gextra large. This is our third entry. Guys,
0: we spent we spent no less than ten minutes today, and at least a combined hour every other day up until now, <laughs> trying to figure out the third pun that we were gonna do for Gex. Yeah,
2: we had we had Gecko Chamber, and then we had Gex in the City, and then we just didn't know what to do for we the had third like one.
0: 18 other ones that just weren't great we were trying to find something for lizard and blizzard and we were trying the there's it wasn't happening but i
2: thought i thought the no fly zone would be fine because gex eats flies
0: but that also isn't a pun like we can't work that in the same yeah,
1: way n- no fly zone is actually just a thing yeah like but that's we can't work
0: know. it in the same way that we worked in everything else it wouldn't be it wouldn't feel like yeah like well baked
2: it's, it really has to relate to him specifically. Like, I thought about, like, the word bug and, like, making a thing out of that. But it needs to be, like, yeah, at least lizard-related, if not Gex specifically.
0: Yeah, man, it's tough.
2: So, Gex 3 is an interesting game, wouldn't it's, you say? It,
0: that's a great word for it. I, I want, um... <laughs> I hate myself. I want okay. to... <laughs> oh, lordy. I want the... I want Charlie to take the lead on this episode, because I feel like he's positive on this game, and I'm very, very, very negative on it right now, in the very moment that we're recording this. So I want to hear Charlie say some things, and then I'd like to hear your opinion, Isaiah.
1: Let's figure out where to start. So, Gex 3, it takes in a lot from what Gex 2 did, because Gex 2 worked. Uh, Every level is unique, it's no longer just sharing themes for levels, and... I mean, there's some that are kind of similar between, like, the bonus levels, but bonus levels are slightly irrelevant. And right. in a way, it also bor- borrows some ele- elements from the first Gex, such as bringing back coin flies as the main collectible, removing the more unique ones. And yeah, you
0: also only have to collect 100 in each level as opposed to the 100 and, what was it, 30 in the previous Right, time? but
1: yeah. the, the, the issue is that they are only 100, so it's basically like a Jiggies in, a, sorry, not Jiggies, the notes uh, in Banjo. Notes. yeah. So it's got that kind of stress in it, but it's a little bit worse, and we'll kind of get into that. Sorry, did you want me to keep going? I wasn't sure if you wanted me to...
0: No, you're good. Uh, like, you can... If, if I have something to say, I'll cut in, or if Isaiah has something to say, he'll cut in. Speaking okay. of which, Isaiah, is there anything you have to say? Or? So,
2: I think, overall, this game is better than Gex 2, but there are ways in which it's worse. I
1: agree.
0: See, I feel like, for me, the biggest thing that was a problem, because initially I was like, oh, this is really cool, because this game, not only does it have the regular collectibles, but it sort of replaces extra remotes with these other items that you can get, which are bonus coins, which you need to play bonus levels, and there are, like, life tokens, which you need to... Basically, you can extend your life bar, which I thought yeah. was super cool. Yeah,
1: yeah it's very... It's, it, it gets so close to Banjo that it hurts a little, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I do.
2: It's definitely a lot more similar to Banjo. It feels a lot less like, okay, you're collecting remotes and that's, like, it. Right. And there's other stuff to collect, but they're just four remotes to, like, full on, like, oh no, there's four different, like, currencies that you're trying to, like, maximize that right. all serve a slightly different purpose, which yeah. makes them a
1: lot more interesting. And I'd argue that it gets less overwhelming than Banjo Kazooie does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, for sure. Like, there's so much yeah. and although it doesn't have that kind of indication because you need to get 25 handprint things to get an extra uh, health slot yeah present the yeah. cool little uh, sixth thing that the uh, other one although Banjo 2 we kind of ruined that too w- with how it did it so I guess it's that
0: yeah but so I was playing the game and I just beat a level and I remembered that whenever you beat a level for the first time the lady from Baywatch shows up in an FMV oh my god
1: Oh, hold yes. on a
0: second. Is she from Baywatch? She, yeah, she's, a lady. she's the actress from Baywatch. She's not the character from Baywatch. But... <laughs> Can we talk about that a little bit? Because <laughs> yeah, go ahead. this game, the
2: story this time is not explicitly about Rez. It's about uh, Agent Extra, which is her name.
0: Well, right. Rez, Rez kidnapped her, right?
2: Rez kidnapped yeah. her, but it's it's... Agent Extra, which is, her bit is that she's a secret agent who's very attractive, and like, right. exposes a lot of cleavage, I guess, is the bit. Well,
0: um, she is, again, she's a lady from Baywatch, so it's yeah. is kind of fitting yeah. for her previous role. I mean, they,
2: they picked the right person for it.
0: They also make a reference to Baywatch in uh, the opening cutscene.
2: She's been kidnapped by Rez and trapped in the media dimension, and Gex is like, I'll save you, because I'm horny. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's pretty like it's really rapey, actually.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty uncomfortable. It it is somewhat it is somewhat implied that way towards the, at the end of the game. The thing the thing that gets me about it is that it's so it's so bad that it almost
2: like works. it almost works. Like it almost goes full circle and becomes
0: enjoyable. It doesn't break Gex's character. Like it, no, it he's really also doesn't. not like I don't think I don't know. Maybe ravid is the wrong word, but it's just like But it's like, so it's way uncomfortable.
2: She's in a vulnerable position, obviously, because yeah. she's trapped in a digital realm, and he's like, "Look, I know you're afraid for your life or whatever, but uh, you got tits, so I gotta, I gotta put some innuendos in there." <laughs> and she's like,
0: like verbally not amused by it. She, she's like witty at him, yeah, while also denying him the whole way through. But also, don't they get together at the end? I, I don't know. I didn't. Beat yes, the game. They, they
1: do. Yeah, yeah, well, of so course they, it's, they it's, do. It's it's, it's more uh, gecko unhuman action.
0: <laughs> well, I don't want to see that FMV. Can
1: I spoil the ending? Not <laughs> Please. That it's like... Oh, dear lord, no, Charlie. I need to I need to get there myself. Because <laughs> it's like yeah. he he's like it's like he, they're in like a, a hotel room or whatever together, and then like yeah, just Alf- like the first game. Yeah, Alfred, his turtle butler. He's like, sir, the, the world needs you. It's an emergency. And he's like, he's like desperately trying to turn off the computer. <laughs>
2: oh my God.
1: So does he, does he bone extra at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's like, they, they say a couple things. Like she goes, oh, Gex, like when it's like, when it's gone dark or whatever. Does, does, does he
2: ever utter the phrase a little tongue now, a lot of tail later? In no, that no dude, it
0: was a little tongue a little while ago. A lot of tail <laughs> right the fuck now.
2: Yeah, the tail's happening.
1: I don't even think he says that quote in this. Game. He he doesn't, which is interesting. No.
0: Yeah, it's the only one where
1: there actually is any tail later. Yeah, they reuse a lot less quotes, I think, in this one.
2: The bit that gets me especially is that either she's not a good actress or she's really phoning it in, like.
1: <laughs> she's like well, I'm she's getting tired of Gex. The I mean, whole time. she's a she's a play she's a Playboy model. But not it's a...
2: not just it's not just like the character that's tired of Gex. It's like she's not
0: acting. She's a method actor. She's a method. Actor. She's
2: not acting at all in these in these. She's like that's very funny, Gex. But wouldn't you rather save my life? Like,
0: there's no okay. That she was not that dead inside. I mean, it, I get where you're coming from. But it like, really felt that way to me. Like they're not good FMVs <laughs> that's no. not a thing like you can't have someone stand in front of a camera and like you and know, act. I don't know. It's,
1: by, it's by the way i like
0: the what did you just say and act isaiah oh, fuck you <laughs> yeah okay she could have acted but she chose not to no i'm saying that you can't have someone stand in front of a camera and talk to no like it's hard to talk to no one dude i do
2: it all the time when i'm alone no that's that's, that's a, a good bad one. bit that's a good one but it's not it's not
0: a good one It's hard to, like, tell a lizard that doesn't exist, that you are not talking to, that you don't want to have sex with them. Like, look, you try, I want you to try doing that in your spare time and realize how hard it probably was.
2: Look, like, pay me money, I will do a reshot of Deep Cover Gecko as as Agent Extra, and I'll do a way better job than she did. I'm waiting for it. I just need, I just need $5,000 and I will do this.
0: Now also imagine being, like, oh my God. a professional actor that has to deal with being in Gex. I,
2: that's, that's why I think probably she was phoning it in because she didn't care about it. Like, I don't I don't think it's it's necessarily that she's a bad actor. I think it's yeah. that what she was doing was something that did not matter to her.
1: I mean, Baywatch it, it looks like it's, like, the only thing she's ever done besides Playboy, so. And Gex. Don't forget Gex. <laughs> Never forget, Gex. Was she the
0: voice actress for the previous game, or did that person even talk in the previous game? What guy? What? No, the person, the, like agent, the person agent extra. Probably Plows in the in Gex 64. I like, don't keep at the no She's game.
1: just I, she might she might have giggled a little bit, but she's just there as a cameo, basically.
0: Yeah, she's like effectively an object in the worst possible way, basically.
2: Well, <laughs> she's briefly mentioned in the game manual of Gex Enter the Gecko, but does well, not I, appear I in the game. I think she's also.
0: Well, I think she's implied to be the person at the end of the game in the, in the, like, last cutscene. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that, so I don't know. You didn't see the last cutscene because you didn't win? Yeah, because I did not beat the game. You're not a pro gamer like Charlie and I. Oh my god. Quotes, come here, you
2: silly gecko. I need to express this right now, I'm very sorry. On gex.wiki.com slash wiki slash agent underscore extra. Oh quotes, come here, you silly gecko. Said before Gex and Agent Extra make love. that's that's real that's that's a a part of this website holy shit yeah yeah
0: (laughs) guys guys I like dicks
1: I just wanted to say that I like how the progression of these games for motivation is um like dad dies no no (laughs) yeah dad dies gets kidnapped uh two I get paid a lot of money third one sex (laughs)
0: <laughs> like yeah, like he's got enough money now. It's not it's not a money thing anymore.
1: I think I think he just like like
2: grew up. Like I think <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't think about he grew that. up. I
0: think he got old. <laughs>
2: yeah, like I like he had a problem right in the first two games where it was like the first game is he does nothing but watch TV all day, right? Yeah, he was like
0: troubled in the first game.
2: Yeah, and the second game he's like, "All right, now that I saved myself and defeated Rez, Like, I was... I got famous, and because I got famous, I didn't have to do anything, so I just watched TV all day. And now in the third one, it seems like he just has a full-time job being the guy that can get into the media dimension. So clearly, he's, like, picked his life up, you know?
0: Yeah, he's on the up-and-up.
2: Yeah. Which might also be why the locations for the game, like, for the levels in this game, are a lot less based on... Genuine TV stuff and a lot more, just like, "Hey, here's a setting. Now let's just build, put a TV around
0: it." I didn't like that as much. I think that's one of the biggest things I didn't like about this game as much was that, like, there's a setting that's just Egypt, and it's like that's not a, that's not like, that's not something that's on TV. (laughs) Like, yeah, like it's like this whole thing is just a History Channel.
1: (laughs) What what really bothered me about that level is that there were just a lot of Star Wars quotes of just being in the desert and that's like the only like kind of alliteration and joke to it so it was kind of it kind of fell flat for me well i'm not going that way it's much too rocky this way is much easier yeah
0: um, yeah i also like i hated the christmas level which is the first place that you go to you like can you go to the detective level first uh, or do you have to go to christmas
2: you can i i
1: think went to the you christmas can... level before the before the uh tutorial level is that is that what you're saying
0: well, no, I think that you can you can do the tutorial before that, but I'm saying that um, there's two levels in the main hub. I can't remember if you can get to I think the detective you, one. I think if you the.
2: get both remotes in the hub, then you can go to the detective level. But you do have to
0: unlock it, it, unlike with the Christmas one where you yeah, can yeah. play I right actually
1: away. didn't play the de- detective level until after I beat the second hub world area. Oh, really? Like, the green grass area. I just didn't I didn't see it there before, and then I just entered, like, oh, this is oh, this is fun and easy. But I didn't realize yeah. that I could have accessed it a lot earlier, but that it's was missible. one of my favorite levels, too.
0: I liked it until the third mission.
1: Which one was that? The blood coolers? No, no. blood
0: coolers. Well, members. yes. Yes, the blood coolers. But you have to like, get, like, Dracula Gex. Yeah. Which, like... I just found it by I, accident,
1: so it was just kind of, I, I don't know. Right. It, I it just went naturally I didn't
0: me. find I it by never, accident.
2: I never found that, and I just couldn't complete the that mission.
0: Yeah, it's not good. I looked up a guide to find it. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was like, I'm I not... I was just,
1: like, going through the hedge maze for the first mission. I'm like, oh, a head. Oh, a head thing. I already know that. That does something. What if I hit right. that? And mm-hmm. No,
0: obviously, switch. once you've found it, it's obvious. But, like, the thing is, it's not hidden in a place that you're going to go to unless you can't find the exit. Yeah. so if you find the exit there's no reason to keep exploring well, it. And
1: I even, I'm the kind of person who wants to explore a bit more before I do something so I'll like, I want to look around the place be- thoroughly before I leave
0: well here's the thing I didn't think there was anything to find because I'd already found 100 tokens and there isn't a token where that is like there's nothing to guide you over there
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's
0: tucked it's tucked behind a wall so you won't see it if you're not like directing the camera everywhere and by that stage I had already lost the uh, the majesty of playing Gex again yeah. So I wasn't taking every minute to look at every little detail. <laughs> so I would also like to say
2: that after about a half an hour in the Christmas level, when I had 97 uh, fly coins, yeah, it's awful, and I couldn't find the remaining three. I was like, "Oh, okay. So uh, I'm just not gonna do this type of mission for any level," and I never did. It's not worth it. It really like that's that's very frustrating. I like. I think. Almost every change to the way collection works uh, from Gex One to Gex Two, except for that one.
0: I don't like the fact that they're also just flies. Like, yeah, it was way. It felt way better. Like that's the other thing I think this this game is lacking flavor in a lot of places. Where all the levels, like all the levels, are not TV stuff. Like they're just random yeah. settings, which is bad. Like I feel like that's really bad because you can get that from any game. You don't yeah. you play Gex for that. Um, and like. The stages feel less complete because you don't have the, like, icons to tie them together in a weird way. What do you mean by that? Like, I don't know. I felt like the three, like, it was fun to be like, oh, what's the next icon gonna be when you're oh, playing yeah. a new stage? Like, you collect
2: 30, like, carrots, and then they turn into cans, and you're like, yeah, and oh, that's interesting.
0: Like, that's rewarding in some capacity? Yeah. And, like, now you don't have that, it's just like, oh, they're floating flies, which look really cool. Like, they're modeled well, which is nice. Yeah, so so I guess a counterpoint
2: I would have to that, whether or not it compensates for it, is uh, all of those icons in Gex 2 were flat images, whereas uh, the fly Yeah, these are 3D models. ...is a 3D model, which makes it... it feels better, and it's much easier to pick them up as well. So it's I don't. A lot less I don't think
0: that's true. I think that you just learned how to whip your tail to collect things. This time.
2: <laughs> that that might be true, uh, but it it feels it feels more complete, even though it results in less uh, quote unquote content.
0: I mean, not in con. It's just like it. It's less theming. Like it yeah. just feels like this feels like a generic 3D platformer, which I think is why I can't like forgive it on a lot of things that I could forgive Gex64 yeah. or Gex 64. Yeah, I I feel I that, Gex1. and
2: and like simultaneously, right. Because we were talking about how it doesn't have the theming of it no longer feels like TV channels, now it just feels like areas. Yeah. At the same time, there are are a lot more areas, and most of the areas are interesting.
0: Yeah, well, there's also... They do have the anime channel, so that's a plus.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't get to go to the anime channel. There's just a lot of Star Trek references and other things that aren't relevant to anime because people didn't know what anime was.
3: This reminds me of that Star Trek where that guy went to that place. Star
1: Trek is my favorite anime. I really like the music for the anime level I want to mention.
2: You ever think about how uh anime like often has like sequel shows and the next generation is really that for Star Trek?
0: What I mean, I that's guess That's a fair point, I guess. I'm not like that's just how TV works. Yeah. Like, when something is popular, it gets us. That's like saying that, that, like, fucking Mario is like anime because there's more than one Mario.
2: I mean, if you think about it, Gex is like
0: anime because, uh... There's more than one Gex game? There's more than one Gex game. That's exactly right. <laughs> you just said that, like, anime has sequels and Star Trek has sequels. So, like, <laughs> look... Like, it's there. I'm just saying facts. There are not a lot of Western
2: shows that have sequels. What? What are you talking about? There's Fuller House. Fuller... Okay, yeah, no, There's. there's... I don't know. I I had one, and then you said one, and then I lost that one. If a shitty
0: sitcom can have a sequel, like, what, doesn't Cheers have a
2: sequel? Is it is it, like, One Additional Cheer is the name of it? Cheer, Cheers had
1: a, Are you talking about the Shut show, up. Cheers? Shut yes. Cheers had a Cheers had a spin-off, which was Frasier, because Frasier was a it. character on one. it. Oh, that's right. Friends had a
2: spin-off that was just Joey.
0: Yep, imagine that.
2: Jimmy Neutron had Planet Sheen.
0: Seinfeld has a spin-off which is called uh, Comedians in Cars or whatever. <laughs> that's that's a good bit. That's not a Seinfeld <laughs> that's not a Seinfeld spin-off. That's just no I know. That's the bit. That's, that's what the, the bit point. is.
1: No, that's that's, that's a quality why they call joke. It a bit. <laughs> I don't I don't consider I don't consider the, the some of the things you were mentioning as cop-outs because you know you can think cop of cop That's not what I'm saying. I was, saying. I was just saying
0: sequels. Oh, the oh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, you're back on. And that. then
1: like the mythology, that's like the Hercules TV show or you know Clash of the Titans. So, but those
0: things don't make references to like Conan the Barbarian. That would be cool. That's fair. They just make references to like, e- like Egyptian, like, like not even Egyptian mythology. It's just like there's a Nubis in a pyramid and he doesn't say anything.
1: Half man, half dog. Nick Springer. Well, I mean, just just personally, I like having these new settings anyway. I mean, obviously there's no the TV, but the TV stuff is in what Gex says rather than what he encounters, in my opinion. Because I really, I just enjoy everything that this game, well, almost everything, they get to offer. And since I mentioned it, uh, I'm going to talk about the Greek channel because that one is by far the worst level
0: yeah, that was the one. Oh yeah, the Greek level is the level that I literally got a game over on while coming in with twenty lives, and that was the only level I played in that session. And I stopped yeah. playing, and I did not play again after that. Like, I almost that got a game the, over myself. That was the nail in the coffin for. Game I've got
1: plenty of game overs. So the problem with um, the mythology levels, much like the space level in the last game, minus the air thing, it's just a lot of platforming with a lot of bottomless pits. Just a like a ton. Like sometimes there'll be clouds to break your fall, but there's a lot of like platforming like there's platforms that disappear they're like crumbling rocks that'll just go away and you have to wait for them to respawn and it gets really tedious because you have to get an ice power up to freeze enemies that have to be used as platforms to get to a thing that makes you buff and strong so you can destroy certain pillars or push other pillars and it's just a mess
0: it's a huge mess and that power up does not last as long as it should
1: it
2: it varies it has a lot of good concepts I think but there's a lot of
1: stuff that, I like... I don't know,
0: it's got a lot of, like, concepts that other games came out with, and they were like, we can use that. It. it took me a while, <laughs> but I
1: was able to get all three of the remotes for that one. I could never get the remote for the last army one.
2: So the clouds, right? Yeah. It does the thing that every, like, B tier and below video game does, where the clouds hitbox is just not clear, and below the cloud is death.
0: To be fair, you never have to use the clouds. The clouds are a catch for when you Yeah, the clouds
2: are what you fall onto, like, when you don't succeed, and they prevent you from dying. But also, underneath them is death, and also, the camera doesn't always do a good job of showing you when you need to jump from a cloud to another cloud, and when they're connected to each other,
0: and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that the Greek level highlights a clear problem, which is that this game not only doesn't expect more of you as a, like, platforming game, but it also, like, requires you to use some of Geck's moves that don't control as well as other characters might. Yeah. Like, so you have to use a long jump, which, in the previous game, it was fun because you could use it sometimes if you needed to, but now that you have to, you're required to time it perfectly. So instead of being supplementary to your regular jump, yeah. it's required, and it does not control well enough to be, like, a required thing.
2: Yeah, especially because once you once you do it, you're locked in at that angle. Like you can't change directions like you can with a regular jump.
0: Now you're locked in at your angle for the long jump on 64. Aren't you like Mario 64?
2: I you're I, you have less control, but you have some amount of control over
0: velocity as well. I thought you had a little bit, but I couldn't remember like how much you can pinpoint it. But with Gex, it's just like it's like Castlevania jumping. You're just done. Yeah, <laughs> you you are committed. And there was so many times that I died in the Greek level on a jump that shouldn't have even been hard. Yeah, like, absolutely. It was a long jump required thing.
2: Yeah, and and so I love the long jump as, like, a bit where, oh, this isn't required, but because you're good at the game, like, you can do this, and you can, like, skip sections, basically. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that Mario games are really good at doing, uh, is just rewarding you for having already figured out this, like, slightly more difficult platforming skill.
0: That's yeah. never really required. Well, and it's the it's exploitability by design because it doesn't like if you don't use it, things are still very doable. But if you yeah. do use it, things become easy if you yeah. can
2: master it. And and I think like if either the game didn't ever require you to do it, or you had control while you were doing it, it would be so much better. Yeah, it, I don't know. But it's it's, it's, not, though. it's exactly like. This is the sort of thing where a second pat, like somebody remaking the game would make an amazing game because there's a lot of like good stuff
0: going on, but it needs to be tweaked very slightly. They'd also let you point the camera downward. Like if I could point the camera so it's above Gex's head, so many things would be so much easier in this game. And I didn't have that problem with the previous game, even though you still couldn't point the camera downwards. Yeah. So I feel like there's something different in the design of this game. So I feel like
2: the camera was worked on in this game, but it wasn't really fixed. In In the I Spy level, the detective level, it's not I Spy, but I don't... At all. You know, the, <laughs> but, the yeah, bit where you're Sherlock.
3: You
2: <laughs> <laughs> You've got a magnifying glass. <laughs> you know. So in that level, I felt like the entire time the camera was pointed too far down. And I was like, I just want to be able to rotate the camera with, like, a stick.
0: Yeah, at all. It would be nice. Like, you don't even need the stick. Just let me hold, like... L2 and then use the D-pad. Yeah. Because there there wasn't a a second stick on the PlayStation, on the original PlayStation.
2: I'm trying to find out when the DualShock came out. There wasn't two
0: sticks, actually. Well, I mean, it came out during, I think it came out during the lifespan of the original PlayStation, but it was not the main controller that you were using. Yeah.
1: This was, this game was compatible with DualShock.
0: It is not. I mean,
2: it's compatible insofar as the stick is just the D-pad again. Right,
0: Yeah. yeah but it doesn't use the right stick for anything because it wasn't right. programmed with that in mind.
2: Like, so my, my problem with Gex 2 and Gex 3, but Gex 3 is worse because it came out later, which is that the game relies on D-pad control, so it's 8-directional. In a 3D game with 360-degree camera, so your movement should really be 360 degrees. Like, it should use the analog stick that has existed. I...
0: I never had that problem with the with Gex to with the Gex and the Gecko. Like I was able to make every jump with relative ease. Like yeah. I did not game over in that game due to like falling in pits.
2: I just feel like and and I don't know how PS1 hardware works how like is it is it like a thing to have a game that has that level of support and then also just have D-pad controls for people who don't have the DualShock like, I don't know that much no, about the PlayStation 1. No, I mean, the one. DualShock
0: didn't get used a lot. Like, I, yeah. did, I can only think of one game that made full use of it, and that's Ape Escape. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, came out, that was a Sony game that came out to promote the DualShock, basically. <laughs> but I feel like this game would have seriously benefited
2: from trying to take advantage of the DualShock, even if it wasn't like required, like Ape Escape needs the DualShock to play. You I don't... Know.
0: Actually, honestly, I would have just preferred it to be designed better. Like, I, I kind of like <laughs> the idea of a game, like a 3D platform that you can play with a D-pad, because it means the jumps are easier. Because in Gex, like, while the camera's not great, a lot of the jumps are, like, small. Yeah. They're just these small little hops that you can make, so, like, even though it doesn't control super well, you, mm-hmm. you get these easier kind of jumps. Like, it... I don't know. It feels just rewarding to, like, explore the environment that way. Yeah. Whereas, this game is a lot more of a platformer. This game is just every platformer. (laughs) Like, that's my problem with it, is that it doesn't feel like Gex to me. Because, first of all, the wall climbing is even more measured back than in uh, Enter the Gecko. Oh, yeah, it's barely there. Because wall climbing, at first, is something you can do everywhere in, you know, the original Gex. And then in this one, or in Gex 64, Gex Enter the Gecko, it's like, in a few places, but there's usually a wall climbing segment in every level, and in some levels you're on the ceiling, and that's cool. Because you don't have to do any jumping, it's just about like, moving around in a 3D environment. And also the camera changes, like, when you're
2: on walls or the ceiling, the camera rotates to make it feel like, like, you know, down is the wall. And so that feels cool when you're climbing walls in the ceiling, and the world turns upside down.
0: Yeah, it feels really cool. Yeah, and that doesn't happen in Gex 3. Yeah, in this one, the wall climbing is basically just like they wanted to make a thing that you couldn't jump to, so they have to make you wall climb to it, yeah. which I yeah. hate. Like, I hate when a power, like an ability, is literally just used to get from point A to point B. Yeah. That's like the worst way that you can design something, because then it's not an ability, it's just a requirement.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's like press triangle to get over there. That's I guess that's like one of the worst parts of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs>
2: yeah the uh, context the, like the context sensitive button in Kingdom Hearts.
0: Yeah well, like Donkey Kong uh, 64 does this too. it's got a lot of characters' powers that seem like they would be cool like tiny Kong's ability to turn small seems like it would be cool. but what it actually is is just an excuse to give her rooms that she exclusively goes into. So she turns small and then you walk into a tiny door and then it's just a regular level. Yeah And like that's not fun. that's not cool. Yeah. So Gex does that to, Gex 3 does that to Gex's wall climbing ability. So, like, basically, I guess, like I said before, this game feels a lot less like Gex and a lot more just like every 3D platformer. And because of that, I can't forgive it the bad camera controls. I can't forgive it the, like, bad quotes.
2: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have the uh, the style that Gex 2 had, and so its flaws are a lot harder to ignore.
0: Yeah, like, it doesn't even have, there's, like, a degree of nostalgia for me, obviously, because Gex Enter the Gecko was like the first game that I played, probably. Yeah. Like, obviously, I can't remember super well, but like, uh, so I obviously have like a bias towards that. But not only that, I also just like the kind of mood of like a stupid, like, video game TV lizard. Like, that's funny on its <laughs> own, even if the quotes aren't. Yeah. I but feel like, that. when you take away the TV, he's just a stupid quote lizard, and it starts to feel a lot more like Bubsy. Yeah. Like it's like Bubsy with competent controls, basically. Is what I mean, this game I feel is.
2: like I feel like this game is definitely better than Bubsy in terms of. Yeah, it's production. got competent controls.
0: It's got competent controls. It's got better modeling. But even then, like the it textures... has it has style to it. Like I there is know. stuff in the game that is
2: like cool to look at.
0: I feel like there's not as much though as in like as
2: in uh, Enter the Gecko. So for one, I will say the visual humor in Gex
0: Three is a step up. You mean like the the poster gags and stuff?
2: Yeah, with the caveat that a lot of that stuff is angled in such a way that the camera doesn't show it to you. Like, Like, it's just too high for you to see it
0: when the camera pans down. I've also found that the best of it is in areas where you're not allowed to look around because you're on a timer. Yeah, that's really bad. Yeah, like, the coolest stuff was in, like, the special levels, and you can't look around in those. And I'm also not encouraged to do much looking around, like, with a camera. I don't know. There's, like, a bunch of weird stuff that seems counterintuitive to Gex's previous designs.
2: Yeah. So, do you guys want to talk about quotes now? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. All right. What (laughs) quotes stuck out to you
1: guys? So, one that really stuck to me was in the uh, Sherlock Holmes level. That's the best thing I name I can come up with. It's called Mystery TV. Yeah, mis- yeah. Yeah. But when you open the level, Gex goes... With my trusty magnifying glass, I can spend the entire day burning ants. Yeah, that's
0: a good bit. Mine was actually the other level opening, which was... <laughs> with
1: this raincoat,
3: I make a perfect Sherlock Holmes. Or a Flash.
0: <laughs> actually, honestly, I think all of my favorite quotes came from that level. I think it's, it's a bunch of good quotes.
2: Like... Definitely the, I think the average quality has risen from Gex 2 to Gex 3, in my opinion,
0: for quotes. I didn't like any of the quotes outside of that level. I, I don't know, I... Well, I like some of the overworld quotes, or like generic quotes, but the level-specific quotes... None
2: of the quotes really made me laugh, but they were all more amusing than, on average, the quotes
0: in Gex 2. That's, I mean, I don't know. Like, they just, they're themed in Gex 2.
2: Yeah, that's, that's true. Like, friggin', when you go to space, he He has... He makes space jokes. He makes space, space jokes, yeah.
0: Instead of making space jokes in every level, like Charlie's talking about. Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: in Tut TV, he goes...
3: Uncle Owen, this R2 has a bad motivator.
2: And I'm like, cause, cause they're in the desert? Like, that's the... That's the only joke. That's the connection.
0: During, during the, like, Christmas level, he says... Number one. Program
1: the holodeck for something warm!
0: Like, they're all, like, Star Trek and, like, <laughs> Star Wars references.
1: Well, the evidence is overwhelming.
0: I'm not wearing
3: pants.
2: That's, uh, that's when he's dressed as Sherlock. <laughs> I, the other thing, there's there's two references to the Nightmare Before Christmas in, in the Christmas level. I remember one of them. Yeah, one of them is my favorite holiday, Halloween.
1: And I'm like, no, this 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 bit makes sense. I don't think that is is that really a uh, Nightmare Before Christmas reference. I think that's just him being ironic that he's in I, a Christmas. Level. I don't know. I he does. I think
0: it's a Nightmare Before Christmas reference because the next one is definitely a Nightmare. Yeah, Before he, Before he calls Christmas himself reference.
1: Jack Gexington from Halloween Town
2: at one point. So. Uh, that's, that's definitely a, uh, Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas reference. Um, uh, but, I don't know, I feel like references to that film only make sense if you're doing both Halloween and Christmas, at which point you're just doing Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: Yeah, there's kind of, like, not a reason to make the reference. Yeah. It's also not funny. Like, he says, I'm Jack Gexington, that's not a joke.
2: Yeah, like... I mean, we run into this issue I had with the last game, which is that, and the first game as well, which is that references are not jokes. Like, you can't just be like, Nightmare Before Christmas, and
0: then play a laugh track. Well, the thing is that he's, it's not like he's saying Nightmare. Like, the, like, like, I don't know. The, the My Favorite Holiday Halloween is almost a joke. Yeah. I like the, Note to self, don't lick any flagpoles. That's not a, that's, that's not like, I don't know, that's not. There's that's explored territory, I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> it's
2: it's interesting because I I feel I feel like the writing in these games are not like good, but there is writing which puts it above other games at the
0: time. I don't know, to me, like, the thing is that these quotes seem to be as good as the ones in the previous game, they're just not themed, so, like, I don't, and I don't like Gex as much of this one, because, for one, like, the whole point of the game is that he's horny, which is weird.
1: Yeah, that it's definitely weird. Yeah, he, this game is rated T.
0: Yeah, he's also out of his element, like, he's not in TV stuff anymore, he's just in the history channel, like, every channel is a history channel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Beanstalk level, that's the history channel. Hey, Isaiah, I didn't get to that level because it was after the Greek level.
2: There's no TV show where somebody climbs a beanstalk.
0: Like, that's not... I mean, there's a Jack and the Beanstalk animated special, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, but that's not... I don't know. Yeah, but every every cartoon has a Jack and the Beanstalk, like, episode. That's that's true. Yeah,
0: but I mean, we've also been over this. These just aren't TV references anymore. Yeah. Like, the only one is the anime channel, and then there's, like, the i guess army channel makes sense because it's like military movies and shows are a thing but like
1: in western there's western movies a lot of them is there
0: is there a western stage i did not find it
1: <laughs> i didn't find it either. i like literally just found it like an hour ago
0: yeah i i got through it it's pretty good it's actually you know what i played the pirate level and that level's is designed pretty well like yeah. I, I had a problem with the army level i don't think that design is interesting and i had a problem with the greek level because we've talked about how that design is just awful the army level is, uh, like, a flat plane, basically. The army
2: level is a flat plane, and that's not good. It's not great. I like some of the jokes in there that are, like, references to the Vietnam War.
0: Yeah, whenever Gex makes
1: fun of Vietnam, I always like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't that just America? He goes,
2: This was the 60s, Had run and hide. Of course, I'd have sideburns and bell bottoms. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, um, like, the Christmas level especially felt like kind of the evil version of the cartoon level from the previous game. Yeah. Where it is just this open environment, but there's no direction, and it doesn't funnel you. And there are two doors to the next area, and it gets really confusing. It's definitely a worse starting level, for sure yeah like and it also it's just a christmas level for no reason just right off the bat like it yeah. feels like a weird way to open your game i thought so too but i'm just like oh yeah christmas specials why not and then you get to the you get to the end and there are these elves that you have to hit with your snowboard and i just those are my least favorite enemies in any Gex game ever oh they're yeah impossible to hit they're really annoying they don't look good they don't feel even like on theme honestly. they don't do anything but run from you.
2: Like, you can't take damage, so the only challenge is not getting irritated by them.
0: Which is a real challenge. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, it's a challenge of endurance, like like a battle of wills against these elves. Yeah. And it just, like, I I got on the snowboard and I was like oh this actually controls really well this will be fun to compare to Sonic Adventure because the snowboard in that game controls like garbage and then I get to the elves and I'm like never mind. I guess Sonic Adventure is better because you don't have to kill anything on the snowboard (laughs) one one more
2: Vietnamese joke I'd like to not Vietnamese joke (laughs) I'm sorry one more Vietnam War joke very different thing uh, that I'd like to draw attention to is uh,
3: didn't I burn that draft card
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's real good (laughs) oh boy But yeah, I think you guys are right in that this game, like, if we took the Gex out of Gex 2 and Gex 3, Gex 3 would be the better game.
2: Yeah. But I I also think that you're right that, like, the Gex is worse in Gex 3 than in Gex 2.
0: Yeah, like, it's way way more watered down and not in a way that makes him more tolerable for some reason. Yeah. So, like, I guess I'm gonna ask you guys, thumbs up, thumbs down, Gex the character. (sighs) Thumbs down.
1: i'm inclined to give him a thumbs up
0: i'm thumbs up on gex the character i think that he like his snark and goofery and like general like not not treating anything as sacred even in his own context is pretty funny and i like his voice actor like hearing gex talk feels good even if the lines he says are bad yeah (laughs) definitely i i don't know like, what other voice actor from the N64 era sounds good? Let me ask you that. I guess that's a good point. Uh, Grant Kirkhope. Grant, yeah? Doesn't count as voice acting. I'm sorry, Trevor. <laughs> Wait, what about <laughs> the entirety of the DK rap? Okay. That's not that's not voice acting. That's a song. Does the, the seeing Sonic <laughs> Boom count as voice acting? Like, what are so you So we're about? finally
2: here. I'm Performing going to kill you. for you. I'm going to kill you. If you know the Gex, you can join in, too.
0: You didn't until just recently.
2: Put your tail together if you want. <laughs> a if you want to clap, slap, and I'll take you through this gecko rap. Kill me. <laughs> Gex three. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong.
0: He's the leader of the Gex. This needs to stop. <laughs> okay, it's this done. This has been going
1: on for like a full minute. I guess that's also <laughs> a negatory for uh, Charles Martinez as I mean Mario. Yeah, I don't
0: like Mario's voice acting. Sorry to say. <gasps> oh. like, you can only you can only hear him go <laughs> so many times. Like if Gex doesn't have enough quotes, Mario definitely doesn't have enough quotes. Well, you don't like it
2: when uh, he
0: goes.
1: Ooh. You don't like it when he hits a wall and he goes. Ooh. <laughs> That's like I do. a good one I do That's actually really one.
2: like it when he hits the wall and goes oof
0: but I also like it when Gex like, like hits a wall and then just like squishes and then slaps against the ground like it almost annoys me in Mario when that happens but in Gex I'm never annoyed when he gets like wall slapped see I feel the opposite way where for me
2: Mario saying oof makes it funny whereas Gex just doesn't respond and I'm just annoyed Actually, spend he's dead. time waiting because he's actually dead. <laughs> oh, that's that's the other thing is uh, maybe I just died more. Uh, but the deaths in Gex Three, there's more variety in like the animations that play.
0: There's actually there's actually like six or seven animations in the in Gex Two. Okay, so I think you just missed most of them. I probably missed most of them, but it, there it's interesting to me.
2: Like I I kind of like that style of thing, not to the level of like
0: Crash. Where it's like right. there's a new death animation for every enemy, but like, well, no, that's better because then like you feel rewarded for dying in some capacity. <laughs> well, that's that's maybe part of the problem. What what do you mean that's part? How's that part of the problem?
2: Like I don't I don't want to be rewarded for dying. I just don't want to be punished as hard. You well, know?
0: no, it's not re- it's not a reward in the sense that you need to get it. It's just a reward in the sense that you're gonna die a lot, so it better be interesting. Yeah, I guess that's true. There's no, there's, I'm never going to, like, fault someone for making more death animations. That's a really weird thing to be caught up on. I'm
2: not, I, look, I'm not saying Crash is bad because it has a lot of death animations.
0: Well, no, but you did say that as if it was, like, a downside. Like, you'd prefer if it was just one death animation? I mean, if, I don't, I don't think I know what my point is here. Is this, like, the time when you said that you don't like overworld maps because they imply that something else could happen and it doesn't? I, it, dude, that was, like, 20 episodes ago. I know that you don't remember it. That's why I reiterate. I it. actually <laughs> do remember it. Yeah, it was for Sonic One for the Game Gear. Yeah. Yes. So, like, is it like the same kind of thing where you can't quite explain why, but it's like a big mood that you don't like? It's it? a big mood. Yeah. Uh, so,
2: so in Sonic One, what I specifically like didn't like was seeing a map and being unable to interact with it in a meaningful way, uh, which I think I think is just was just me being used to being able to like take that map and use it as a level select
0: yeah it's like if you played the if you play like Super Mario world and you were like why can't I wall jump yeah like so so
2: for uh, Mega Man right has a bit where you select your your the order that you do stuff in but then after that there's a series of levels that you play in a specific right.
0: order. You made the exact same reference in the actual episode.
2: Yeah, so so I'm 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 making the opposite point this time around.
0: What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. so I've I mean, are you saying you've changed your mind? Yeah, I'm establishing making... that I've changed my stance here okay. a little bit. Okay. At least
2: a little bit. Because in Mega Man, like there's no reason to redo those levels like once you've done them. You know, right, Hitler's house and whatnot. Yeah, aside from because it's fun to play the game again. But at that point, you can play the game again. You know, it's not long enough for for you to really need to do anything else.
0: No, it's like maybe a two-hour game.
2: Yeah, but in like Mario World, for example, the reason you would want to replay those levels is that there's secrets within those levels that you might have missed the first time, and that like that's why the level select exists the way that it does, and that's why it doesn't need to in games that don't have that. And in Sonic specifically, the game doesn't want you replaying levels because the game wants you to have a finite amount of opportunities to get Chaos Emeralds, which makes sense. Uh, whether or not I necessarily
0: like it, it makes sense. Right, like it's fundamental to the design. Yeah. Whether or not it's a good design.
2: So, so in retrospect, I'm I'm mostly changing my stance. I think it is a little bit of a like, as you put it, big mood. Uh but but I also like it's a it's a me thing of me being of me seeing a world map and being like, Can I interact with this? No, then I'm mad. Yeah. What were we talking
1: about? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. We're not supposed to be talking about Sonic yet Alright.
0: You're we talking about death animations and gecks and oh. or not well we were talking about death animations and we were also oh talking God. about wall slapping animations.
1: <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna get back to something because we yeah. didn't so there were bonus coins, talk about that, it gets you to bonus levels. And these bonus levels, instead of giving you a special kind of remote, they give you cheat codes. Which you have to unlock by finding secret levels that give you a certain type of token. And they're hidden throughout the overworld. And they're fun to find. They are fun to find. I was able to to get to them.
0: but Right. But the problem for me with that was that I never got to a stage where I could get the fourth bonus token. So I just never got to use any of the special stages. (laughs) So, my problem well, with the special stages is that they are not fun to play. They're not yeah. fun, they're difficult, and that like they are, in addition to being difficult, not fun. Like, even if they were easy, they wouldn't be fun.
2: Like, so, the all of the bonus stages that I played, their bit was collect 50 tokens. Right. Out of the 50.
1: That's all of them, yeah. These are the secret levels, not the bonus levels I should mention. Okay, yeah, so there's bonus levels and there's secret levels. The bonus levels just have you, like, collect something else that's a little bit more fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: And and the secret, you can also play the level, no, the secret levels you can play as Rex instead of Gex.
0: And also Cuz and also... Alfred the Butler. Who, to my
2: knowledge, is just Gex again, but they're looks all, different.
0: They're all just Gex. Like, they all play as Gex, but they they have different models, yeah. Which is interesting. But like, keep in mind that Luigi is just Mario but green. That's so, like, true. But don't
2: get too hard on it. <laughs> like it's it's phrased as if they're separate missions, which is I
0: think why I'm like wigged it's out. It's not by... really yeah, like, because there aren't like remotes next to them. It's just a menu. Yeah. Uh. So what do the cheat codes do? They can give you extra lives. They can make your head big or something, right?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't get much time to try them out. So
0: I didn't get to try them out at all. One of them lets you play as Alfred, like that's how you unlock Alfred is one of the codes. One of them just gives you all the levels, but I don't know if that's one that you can unlock or if that's just one that exists. Imagine if it was the last one that you unlocked. I mean, it's it's for like future playthroughs. Yeah, yeah. But also, true. you have to open the room. Like, it's so dumb that you have to open the room.
1: Yeah. It's a little interesting, I don't know.
0: But they give you a reward that you can't use until the end of the game. Because the fourth token is like in the last area, right?
2: Yeah. No, there's, so there's, there's three tokens per level.
0: What? No, no, no. Isaiah, we're talking about, the we're not talking that... about the B coins. We're talking about like the skull, the badge. Oh, yeah, yeah, badge, yeah. My the, bad. Like yeah. the four things you need to do to open the vault. There are four things you need to get to open the vault.
1: Yeah. Although I do like to like the, call those coins Bitcoin. Ha. <laughs> they do look like
2: Bitcoins. I, I actually had the same thought when I saw
0: Bitcoin's it. disclaimer are not a physical object that can look like things.
2: Yeah, they look like the coin, Bitcoins.
0: No, the, you can't... You, you can look like a logo, but there are not. there's not a... a Steven, thing is Steven, a coin I think you're missing Bitcoin. the joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly correct.
1: I, I don't know if I have much else to say about the game, but I enjoyed it, I guess.
2: I think I liked it more than Gex 2, but I would like it more
0: if it... I don't know, like... Like, again, it's better designed than Gex, but it's just not Gex. Yeah. And I, I think I agree with you. It feels like Gex aged out of his, like, being himself. Out of his prime. Yeah, now he's just, like, a horny old man. Now he's, yeah. like,
2: he's just horny. Like, the most Gex part of the game is when he's talking to Extra, and then he's just horny, which is right, which not wasn't comfortable. wasn't what he was
0: before, Yeah, yeah. Like, he was as sexually active as any anthropomorphic lizard should have been in the previous game.
2: Yeah, which is not at all. Well, no, like, at the end, he doesn't. Okay, yeah. He, he bones extra at the end. So... <laughs> it's so weird. It is weird. It's weird that she's a human, and he's a lizard.
0: I mean, we'll get there with Sonic, too, don't worry.
2: We'll, we will get there with Sonic, but... <laughs> oh. Mm. That's just a kiss, right? Like they don't have that's sex. Just a, yeah, it's just yeah a they kiss. don't. They
0: don't bone. It was down only a kiss. Sonic the goddamn hedgehog. How
1: could it end up like this? Okay, guys. Yeah. Did you all? What, did you guys all just play the PS3, PS1 version? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I didn't play the 64 version, but it wasn't rushed, so it's not as bad. The premise of the thing is narrated by the butler, and at the end, the butler takes credit for everything. So that's yeah. what you get without the cutscenes. Fine. Which
0: is, like, the N64 version is probably, like, a little better because you don't have to watch, like, the <laughs> awkward interactions between Gex and extra Yeah. The really awkward interactions.
1: You do get to see an awkward GIF of her. Yeah, you do
0: see a GIF of her on a TV screen, though. Which yeah. Is which is fine.
1: Which is how I remember this game when I played it all the way back then.
2: Can I complain about one more thing about this game? Which feels... It feels unfair to complain about this because that's just technology,
0: but the draw distance was really bad. It was much worse than the previous game. Yeah, like, it was worse. Because you also didn't need to see anything in front of you in the previous game. Because yeah. Because, again, the jumps, like I said, were pretty easy. Like, I I remember
2: the draw distance being a problem, like, a few times in Gex 2. But it was most of the time in Gex 3. Like, that's... Which is really upsetting. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying, Charlie?
1: I just want to know what version you're playing... Although I heard the draw distance is also worse than the N64 version. Like, oh, yeah. Worse than this one.
0: That sounds um, atrocious.
1: The bosses are also easy in this game, I should say. They're just, like,
0: jokes. Like, especially if you have more life points.
1: Yeah, it's just a wrestler and a Wizard of Oz head. And Although Rez is, Rez is a little weird. Because you have to, like... At first, I thought you had to long kick him. Because he's in, like, the middle again. But yeah. there's just TV stack in the middle that just kills you. So I wasn't supposed to do that. And I realized that the the fly TVs were not health upgrades because they looked like because they were green, but they're actually some kind of acid shot that you're supposed to hit a target in his head. And by the way, this game predicted Revenge of the Sith. Because when you hit him (laughs) No, because when you hit him, when you hit him, he makes (laughs) this And this is six years before Revenge of the Sith came out and made that joke, so. It just adds on to that Rez is Darth Vader with the father thing, in which I guess Gex reinforces that it is his dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's just weird, but...
0: So he went to NASA and died, but instead of dying, he became a robot, man. He became... Also, was he a gecko before? We'll never know. I, I have I have a theory that he was just human. Uh, my my headcanon is that
2: Rez uh, died, and... Like, like, for real, but his spirit inhabited uh, the media dimension... Uh, and he basically does the things he does because it's the only way he can connect with his son, who spends Damn. most of his life watching TV. Damn. Yeah, and hanging out with human women. Yeah, and hanging out with, well, now he does that. He didn't used to, because Gex didn't have a social life before his dad, like, course corrected him, you know? In, in the first Gex. In the first Gex, yeah. And made him
0: famous. Yeah. Well, that's way more interesting than that. So 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 really (laughs) Rez is trying to be a good dad to Gex I mean isn't every dad in media just trying to be a good dad I
2: say that as somebody who has not beaten any of the three games And therefore has never actually seen Rez Or his interactions with Gex
1: (laughs) Question of the day who's your favorite dumb dad in media
0: Yeah I was going to say does Rez count as a dumb dad Who's your favorite dead dad in media (laughs) Mine is Rez
1: Are we ready for thumbs up thumbs down
0: I think so. Yeah. So, like, as we discussed, for me, this game is probably better in just the way that it's, like, more, like, budgeted. Yeah. Like, there's more stuff here. Every level is unique. There are 3D models instead of, like, 2D images. There's more collectibles. There's more, like, mechanics. And the levels... It's an
2: overall better designed game, like, as a game. Yeah.
0: The levels are arguably better designed. Like, there's... I think there's slightly more variety in the stuff that you do. Like, it's not all point A to point B stuff. Yeah. The way that, like, Gex 2 mostly was. But I do think that, like... It took a huge hit in the departments of... It's more difficult in ways that aren't fun. Yeah. And it's more, like... It's more generic than previous games. Like, in in getting better, it, like, adopted too many ideas, I think. Yeah. I feel that. So, I... Like, I don't know, man. My experience with the Greek level like <laughs> makes me want to give it a thumbs down really hard. Yeah, but like I, the other levels after are not it is much better. Yeah, the other levels are not that bad, but literally I lost twenty lives in one session, and that was the only level I played. Yeah,
1: literally going to the going to the fairy tale level afterward was like so cathartic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it reminds me it, it reminds me a little too much of click clock wood from Banjo, but like I, I love it, so I'm giving it a thumbs I mean, up.
0: That seems nice, but, I like, I wanted to play the levels in order, and the Greek level comes right before that one, so I just didn't yeah. play that level. Yeah. Talking me about.
1: I mean, it's not like you have to play every level. Like I said, I skipped the Western level entirely. Right, <laughs>
0: but, like, I do have to play, like, most levels, yeah. and most of them weren't... Like, I had the... Like, I felt that I had to play the army level, because I didn't want to go through the Egyptian level again, because it's so long.
2: Yeah, it's really long. And especially because all three missions are like, go through the first three quarters of the level, and then diverge. Yeah, it's so, like, I don't know.
0: The pirate level also seriously has that problem. Yeah, like, I guess that's the one thing with the level design that's way worse than Gex, is that you have to play... And honestly, it makes sense... Because if you're going to get 100 tokens, and mm-hmm. there's only 100, if there were two separate paths, and you just <laughs> literally had to do 100% of both paths, that would be awful. But that's that's why there should have been more than 100 tokens. No, obviously, that's the worst
2: design part of this whole game, I yeah. think, is 100 tokens. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely the biggest design hit
1: in the yeah, entire game. because the games are are a little too linear, and they have that open-world 100 thing. Yeah. It's just, yeah. anyway. So, honestly, I'm,
0: like, really split between giving it a thumbs up because, like, there are things that it does better and there are ways that it's presented better, but honestly, I think that, like, I'm going to give it a thumbs down just because I think that, like, it basically becomes a regular N64 platformer, which makes it objectively worse than stuff like Banjo-Kazooie and Mario 64, so.
2: So, I think this is going to be the most interesting, like, thumbs series, like, for, (laughs) for, for us because this is your first thumbs down on a gex game right uh and this is my first thumbs up on a gex game
0: which is weird because like i think that you you were just seeing it as like this is a passable 3d game i think i think gex 2 was a passable
2: 3d game but i think gex 3 is is much better like I think it's elevated enough
0: that it becomes a thumbs up. Like, how in what ways? Because how is it better? Like, how does it like make itself better than something like Banjo Kazooie or Mario sixty four? So, so this was a game that, as I was playing it, I was
2: like, I could see myself as a kid completing this
0: game. You know, right? As a kid, when it was the only game you had. But like, I'm asking you right now, as an adult who has played a bunch of N sixty four games, how does this rise? Like, how would this break the top ten? How would it, okay, so... Because I I implore you to name 10 good 3D platformers on the N64. So here's the bit,
2: is you implore me to name 10 Nintendo 64 games, because as soon as you,
0: like, said that, they all just got mind-flooded erased from my brain. I mean, I can tell you that there are maybe four that I like, that are 3D platformers on the N64 that aren't Gex games.
2: So Mario 64, uh, I have not played Banjo for more than 30 minutes, so I can't include that.
0: No, but you can because you know it's good. Like, you've heard tons of people talk about how great it is. is. I've Yeah, that's that's true. Have but you ever heard anyone talk about how great Gex 3 I is? I can't compare my experiences because I haven't had it's them. It's not about comparing experiences. I'm just asking you to name, like, games that have stood the test of time yeah. for the N64.
2: Uh, Samurai 64, Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, presumably. Uh, DK64, I guess? Yeah. Um, you know, the three rare games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And those are the only ones I could name. Yeah, there's also Conquerors Bad Fur Day. Which, oh yeah, Honestly, Con- I don't think it's a great platformer. Again, I think it reaches the Gex thing, which is that yeah. it has enough character
1: to like hold it up. Yeah. It may not have a talking pile of poo, but there is a poo that you climb up to get a remote.
2: That's true. There is a bit where you, you ride a donkey and climb poop. Good game. <laughs> honestly, I actually liked that bit a lot, and it was not because it was a poop joke. It's because it was a Midwest joke.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't get to that bit because I only played the Western level once, and that was approximately ten minutes ago, and then I got bored. That's fair. But so the bit is like I never oh, got yeah.
2: bored with Gex too. You're in the Midwest, and so oh, uh, well, you're in the Wild West. Here's aren't you? here's a sign. The Midwest. <laughs> yeah, you're in the Wild in, West. You're not in the Midwest. No, in my in my brain, you're in the Midwest, and here's why you're in the Midwest. What you, Gex is just in it's Indiana. Because, yeah, because there's a billboard that's like here's the world's largest pile of poop. And I'm like, absolutely, that's something the Midwest has. Like, So it wasn't a Midwest joke. Isaiah just so decided So we have, it was a like, Midwest world largest blank at this place just because we need some tourist
0: attractions. <laughs> and that's the best we can come up with. No, hold it. That joke is fine. The bigger joke here is that for some reason you headcanoned the Gex Taste place in the Midwest. The... the, the, the the Wild West level takes place in the Midwest, not the Wild West.
1: Well, if it's the Midwest, then it's the Mild West. It's the Mild no, West. No, but, like, when, like, there's no
0: evidence for this, right, other than the colossal pile of shit that you're deciding yeah. makes it a Midwest joke? That, specifically, it's a Midwest joke, and it's a very not good Midwest how, joke. No, Isaiah, that's not how jokes work. I'm
2: allowed to headcanon jokes.
0: No, but then it didn't tell the joke. That's just you calling the Midwest shitty. That's... Look. That's not their joke. That's no, you.
2: Gex is calling the Midwest shitty and I think that's funny. Is my
0: head canon. You can't hear it because this is an audio podcast, but I put my head in just both my palms. <laughs> so I give it a thumbs up. This is a game
2: that like I could keep playing, number one if I didn't have better games. Uh and like like this is a game that I could like complete
0: on a stream, right? I think that this is the biggest highlight of the difference in tastes between you and I because yeah. I care much, much more about flavor and mood, and you care a lot more about just like the raw, like, programming.
2: I was thinking about open, opening this episode by talking about Bartle's taxonomy, uh, which is basically for MMOs, multiplayer games, there's four types of players, which in non multiplayer games applies a little bit less, but still to a certain extent. There's killers who love PVP, there's achievers who love basically uh, accomplishing stuff in PvE. There's socializers uh, who are unimportant for single player games. And yeah, then good. Yeah, and then there's explorers who like seeing new stuff and like you know, observing all of that and taking it in. And I would I would say that you are probably an explorer and I am probably an achiever. And I think that's well, the I'm difference. All
0: for. What I love killing things with my friends. Yeah. I love killing people with my friends. And I love killing things in new places. That's...
2: <laughs> so, I definitely like, think That's what Monster Hunter is. I think you're a mix between a killer and an explorer. <laughs> but, I, but I also
0: like Monster Hunter because you can play with your friends.
2: Yeah, but, but you're also social... Look, it... Nobody is only one thing, but the point is, you're more of an explorer, and I'm more of an achiever, and Gex 2 is more of a game for explorers, and Gex 3 is more of a game for achievers.
0: I guess that makes sense. But it's also, but like, what I'm talking about isn't necessarily just exploration, but it's also like the mood of Gex. Like, Gex's personality is definitely not as present in 3. Let me see if I
2: can find, I'm gonna Google Bartle's taxonomy...
0: I do think those are interesting points, though.
2: It's it's definitely an interesting thing to like think about. Uh, but I think like the else. bigger
0: way, I think the better way to measure it is just that I care more about like things like presentation and like the the uniqueness of a game. Like if a game can do something that no other game does, even if it doesn't do it well, I'm more inclined to like it than if it like is just meeting expectations. So uh,
2: Wikipedia says, the explorer will often enrich themselves in any backstory or lore they can find about the people and places in-game. Whereas an achiever may forget about previous games as soon as they've conquered them, the explorer will retain rich memories about what they've experienced and their adventures.
0: So explorer doesn't mean explorer, it means like... The lore master. <laughs> somebody somebody who's into the ambiance. That's not, like... Explorer is not the right word for that. Because that's that, that, that had nothing to do with like finding things yeah
1: so this is the end of gex for us yeah yeah i, I <laughs> yeah, think charlie, so are you at the, are you an up or a down charlie
0: i just
2: stopped recording the podcast and started reading wikipedia and that's that's not a good place to be
1: hold on charlie <laughs> what was that i said it was a thumbs up earlier oh did you I yeah can't
0: remember because uh, we spent so much time on this that i want yeah. to make sure that if you didn't you did
1: i'm i'm already like forgetting things that i wanted to talk about like how the beanstalk level is climbing up, and I have a love-hate relationship with those. But yeah. seriously, this is the end of Gex. We miss you. Please come Ge- back.
2: Gex, we miss you. Please come back from the media dimension. I know you want to hang out with your dad, <laughs> but you have
0: an obligation. So, as a as a newcomer to Gex, what would you say makes a Gex game a Gex game? Uh, uh, what, what, are the, what are the four pillars of Gex? Okay, um... Or or less or more if you you know. Bad impressions are one of them.
2: Um, bug and lizard related platforming.
0: Wait, that's not a thing. That's not a concept. It is Look, now. That, that is three concepts. To Gex.
2: I do I do like that in Gex one a lot of the mechanics stem from the fact that you're a lizard. Like you can climb walls and ceilings, you can just do that because you're
0: a lizard and that's something that lizards can do. Yeah, Gex One's raw gameplay, like the debug room for Gex One, is dope.
2: Yeah, and I I do I do like that. They were like, oh, he's a lizard. So here are his abilities. You know, uh, I think the the bug system is interesting. I don't always love it, but it's always interesting because it can be a little heady. Uh, yeah. And it's it's much simpler in Gex Two and Three. In in a way, I think is an improvement.
0: Yeah, there are less like superfluous bugs that don't need to be there.
2: Yeah. So the first pillar is, is uh, bad impressions. The second pillar is uh, gecko-inspired platforming, wall
0: climbing. I think is what you're getting at. Yeah, wall climbing,
2: uh, and and other, other platforming
0: like it's, you're referring to like tongues and such. <laughs>
2: yeah, I would I would love it if there was like a you know like uh, swinging from a rope, but the rope is your tongue. Yeah. I would love it if that was a thing. But again, the, that wouldn't be game.
0: Gex unique. That would just be like a mechanic. Yeah, from something else that's here. true. I Gex think
2: the most theme. unique is the wall climbing itself. And mostly in the first game.
0: Yeah. The third
2: thing is uh, just television theming, I guess. And like a nonsense plot just to give you an excuse to have television
0: theming and remote <laughs> collection. Well, honestly, I think that the television theming... And the nonsense plot to give you that is like in and of itself a commentary on TV, which is good. That is
2: good. It's also, I mean, video games at the time were like, yeah, plot doesn't matter. Yeah. Which is still true a lot of the time today.
0: I'd say at least 50% of the time the plot still doesn't matter in the game. Yeah. So what's the fourth pillar?
2: The fourth pillar is uh, one of the pillars in the Greek world uh, that made me stop playing the game. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: Is it columns or pillars? It, it's all Greek to me.
2: Have a good night, everybody.
1: Wait. But they don't know what's happening after this.
2: Oh. We're playing Sonic Adventure next week. Tune in next week when we... Okay, so we're doing... Sonic Adventure's
0: a two-parter. So yeah, Also, I think that we're all probably playing DX, right? Yeah. No. No, Why are you? What, are I you playing ha- it on the original Dreamcast? I
1: got the Dreamcast back, and I am going to be playing it on the Dreamcast. Dude, because- okay, get it. So Charlie is going to be missing a bunch of like cool things. Uh, and we'll be talking. Oh about yeah, those. like those <laughs> uh, all those watered down mechanics when DX came out. And so in out. the
2: first in the first episode, we're going to be playing through Sonic Tales and Knuckles stories. And is there anything else we're covering in the first episode?
0: The like gameplay. The gameplay. Like, yeah. We're basically what we're going to be doing is talking about the primary gameplay mechanics and the first three characters' story. yeah
2: and in the second episode we're gonna do uh, big Amy Gamma uh, and we're gonna talk about secondary gameplay stuff oh we're also doing the last story uh, which is question mark no spoilers so so uh, I absolutely invite you to, to play along with us and play the that stuff in that order yeah so
0: you know I would encourage it as well
2: it, it makes for a fun experience or a frustrating one, depending on the game.
0: So, what are the? Well, I guess we'll get into the episode. Never mind. All right, you can find us on Twitter at No Spin Dash Zone, and you can email us using the email No Spin Dash. Damn it! No Dash Zone at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitch at Twitch
2: TV slash No Zone. Uh, we stream every Wednesday uh, from nine to midnight. Uh, Central Central Time, time. which is 10 to 10 to 1 Eastern Time? I don't know. I should maybe memorize that as a part of the pitch. Uh, So so far, we've only played Sonic games, um, which is fitting.
0: Uh, We might branch out, but I'm kind of digging what we're doing. I definitely want to force Charlie to play more Sonic fan games, or at the very least watch them. Yeah.
2: But it's it's hard to stream fan games on Twitch because it's hard to like list that.
0: Nah, I mean we did it pretty well last time. Nah,
2: yeah, that's that's true. All right, you can also follow me at twitter.com/isaiahgames. That's I S I A H games. Uh, I mostly tweet about uh, video game development related stuff that I'm working on or uh, other projects. Like sometimes I write music. Uh, sometimes I record podcasts. Uh, specifically, this one. <laughs> uh, but also sometimes I just tweet
1: dumb jokes, and so you can follow me for that as well. And you can follow me at Draws Charlie, where I draw something every day, usually before midnight central standard time, but things get in the way, and I retweet other art, and yeah, it's all good and fun. It's
0: like a little art gallery. Yeah. More like a f- fart gallery. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
2: That was the strongest closer yet.
1: Play it again, Sam. Do it!
0: We'd like to thank the LAG Network for making our episodes available on platforms like iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and lots more. If you're listening on YouTube and you'd like to keep up with our episodes on one of these audio platforms, just search for the LAG Radio Network and follow their feed.